Hey, what's up, you guys? We are the Mindful MS1 podcast coming to you all to talk about the 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership book. And I have a special guest tonight, David Morales. Hey. John Bonargo. What's up? CJ Craywick. How's it going? And Michael Tillman. Hey. So, the book summary of... The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership, Follow Them and People Will Follow You by John C. Maxwell is to help other upcoming leaders to learn the characteristics of leadership from previous leaders to guide them in their own leadership and create the best of the best leaders. Key points the author wants the audience to know is leadership means sacrifice. There is no success without sacrifice. The higher the level of leadership you want to reach, the greater the sacrifices you will have to make. To go up, you have to give up. That is the true nature of leadership, and that is the law of sacrifice. And CJ, what do you think? To me, I think leadership is having the ability to control situations and individuals within various situations. <clears throat> leadership roles vary depending on the circumstances of the situation. A strong leader is driven and puts the mission in the eyes of the fallen body. A strong leader leads by example. What do you think, Craig? Uh, leadership to me is uh, when someone steps up not only to help control the situation, but also puts in the effort to better the people that they lead. What about you, David? Uh, I think for the most part, uh, like leadership is about taking a group of people and guiding them towards a common goal. But leadership to me is about um, leading by example. And the, the difference between a leader and a boss is that a boss tells you what to do and say, this is what you're going to do by this date. A leader says, let me show you how to do it. Um, and a leader kind of um, is like a mentor in, in addition to um, guiding a group towards something. What about you, John? Um, kind of odd, but I think being a leader and leadership in general is all, about, is all about eventually becoming useless. And the way I explain that is the job of a leader is to give the tools, that, the tools for success to his team. You know, everything they need. Tools could be physical things, but they also could be knowledge, information, guidance, or even just moral support. Uh, to, to you know whatever situation they're or they're trying to uh, overcome, and then at the end, the leader should have given the team enough to be successful on their own. The leader doesn't need to be the star, but he needs to to give everything that is required, and then step back and allow that team the space and the freedom they need to to be successful on their own and be their own leaders now. And you know, going off that that idea of of helping out your team, mentoring your team to make new leaders. Um, you know, when I was reading, that was the point that I think. I came into it with and what really struck me was law 13 which is the law of reproduction in my opinion this law is probably if not the best in the book it's absolutely in the top and the law of reproduction is all about how previous leaders create in their own image leaders below them either on their team or squad whatnot but doesn't have to be uh, you know just an ROTC and the law of reproduction opens up with with a, a breakdown of what makes a new leader and 85% of that is mentorship and teaching that came from your previous leaders. You know, it's very important to be a mentor so that when it's time for you to move on, someone else can step up in your place. And this is probably the most impactful to me just because, you know, it's been working on me and I've been using it without even knowing it prior to ROTC and prior to college. Um, when I was, you know, in first grade up through high school, I was a Boy Scout. and. I did my best to try each leadership position. You hold it for about 12 months, and a Boy Scout troop is set up like an army platoon. Um, we'd use different names, but there's squads, uh, squad leaders and platoon leaders. 
But the job that I found I liked the most was troop guide. Uh, essentially, my job was a little outside the chain of command. I would attach to whatever squad I needed to and mentor the younger, more inexperienced scouts on not just how to tie lashings, make a fire, build a shelter, but also what it meant to be a scout and how to be a uh, productive member in not just the troop, but in your community and a productive citizen. And I know that I wanted to be that troop guide because the troop guide before me was so influential and was so good at teaching me what it meant to be a scout. So without my even knowing, the law of reproduction was in effect. You know, he grew me into that next mentor. And then I, through my own volition, wanted to become a mentor to younger scouts. So I think the law of reproduction is absolutely invaluable. And it's already working probably in your life. You just don't know it yet. What do you guys think? Uh, I think my law, my favorite law, piggybacks off of your, your law. My law is the law of explosive growth. And, and that law is all about um, in order to be a strong leader, you have to build leaders. You don't build followers. So the law of reproduction is talking about building leaders, but in order to be successful, you have to have a following body that can take control when you're not available. And that, that I think, is my most important law. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. That goes back to what I was saying in the beginning, too, about, you know, you eventually become useless because you made those leaders below you. What do you think, Craig? What's up? We're David. Um, yeah, so going off what you said, John, about, like, kind of almost, like, what a leadership, sh a leadership be, you kind of become useless. I get what you're coming from, like, about, like, um, like, your, your job as a leader is to kind of help grow and, like, mentor your mentees. But at the same time, like going off of like what I think one of one of the most important laws is the law of um, exponential or explosive growth. Rather, like as a leader, I think you fail as a leader if you are stagnant or if you're complacent. Like if you don't grow along with everyone else. So like let's say that you're um, that you're in the bottom of the barrel. You're just starting out in the army. If you just don't decide to improve yourself, or you don't decide like you know what I'm gonna take more responsibility and like try to be a better person, then you're just going to be the same old person from before. And like with explosive growth, um, it makes both people, normal people and also leaders become better people. Like they know how to better adapt to scenarios or better how to lead different types of scenarios or under pressure and all that kind of thing. So I both agree and disagree with what you said, but I think that um, another really important law is explosive growth. So you can always continue to adapt to different scenarios. And following off that, my, the most impactful law to me was the law of sacrifices because I've always believed that sacrifices are the most important and hardest choices a person can make in their lifetime. And to have a successful life, you must make certain sacrifices and think of the consequences of whatever choice you make. So you were talking about how if you're at the bottom, you know, you got to make it to the top. So making sacrifices is the only way you're going to do that. And... What do you think, Craig? Well, you all have good laws, but I think mine is definitely the most important, the one that should come first. Uh, my law is the uh, 14th law, uh, the buy-in. And it's basically, if you want your followers to believe in you, you have to be a believable leader. They have to first buy into you before they can buy into any idea that you want to push. I think that you know, if you ever want to do anything at all, you really got to have that that buy-in. Yeah, I mean, I see that. I think that goes along with sacrifice pretty well too. You know, if you're willing to sacrifice, then I think it's much easier for people to buy into you. They know you're willing to give out, so they'll pick it up. Um, 
But, you know, guys just reading these laws, we might know what they mean, but if we can't use them, they're kind of useless. So how do we apply these to, I mean, not just ROTC, but just our entire life here at JMU? Um, I think for the most part, it's about like, of course, setting goals, but like setting like achievable goals or goals that you can kind of see over the horizon. Like for myself personally, uh, not really associated with leadership and laws of leadership, but like for me, I do best when I can see the, the like the finish line where I can see over the hill. Okay, now it's all downhill. I, I can get there. I think it's kind of like with the same thing with um, really anything, and specifically the law twenty one laws of leadership. And that if you set goals to yourself, okay, I'm gonna at this point, I'm gonna get to this point or do this thing, then you can better like do those things. Like I want to be a better leader with sacrifice. I want to show people, hey, I people can believe me because I know what I'm talking about because I've I've lived what they would lived kind of thing. What do you think? What do you think, Jessica? I personally think making goals is the best way to start if you don't know where to start, and then setting like smart goals like making sure they're attainable and like realistic and in a certain amount of time um that's mostly how i feel about it how about you john um i suppose this is more specific to i guess explosive growth or the law of reproduction but in terms of applying all of these laws i think because we have the knowledge now we've read the book we understand the 21 laws we should be trying as best we can to be mentors in ROTC. And ROTC already puts a big emphasis on the importance of mentorship um, when you're a three or a four. And I'm, I think I heard around that next year there might be twos as mentors for ones. So that's already a component of ROTC. So when we become mentors, I think just going at it enthusiastic and ready to help people, um, you know, impart this knowledge that we have from the book on them um, as newer cadets will be pretty invaluable to them and invaluable to us because you don't really know if you understand the book until you're able to teach it. And you know, just talking as students, it doesn't take much to impart leadership on other students around you. You know, If someone needs help, uh, don't just tell them the answer. Give them the tools to, to figure it out themselves. Show them how you know it. And then in the future, they'll feel much more comfortable helping other people out. And without even knowing it, you, you've produced a new leader who, you know, it's not anything crazy or world-changing, but it's definitely change, uh, life-changing for them. And if you can make even one more leader in your lifetime, then I, I think you've accomplished what you're supposed to do, at least according to 21 Laws of Leadership. I think, I think one small thing to add, just briefly, um, going off a little bit what you said, kind of like the law of sacrifice that I, I forgot to, to mention, that um, like, like firsthand, like being able to like ment- um, be a mentor to other people that, like one thing that I've noticed for ROTC with PT in the morning that, um, what helps me a lot to like stay motivated and continue to fight through the sucking of all of all that's happening is like when people like try to motivate me or like people are like, cheering on at the end like that it's something small and probably seems insignificant but like it's a big thing it's small thing it's like has a big effect so I think yeah like the the, the appreciation for like the small things like sacrificing like um, running back with another cadet and helping them finish out kind of thing it makes a big difference for the type of leader you are in the future um i mean if we know how to apply it now you know obviously we're we got a long way to go before we can call ourselves great leaders but in terms of people who already apply these laws have you guys seen anybody do you know anybody that exemplifies these laws pretty well 
So this might sound cliche, but my father, Ronald Patrick Dean, is a leader I have known during the course of my life, and he has always lived by like sacrifices. He's given up retirement and happiness to keep our family going and just to pay the bills in our house. He is 68 years old, and he's still working hard as a drywall and construction entrepreneur. And no matter how much I tell him, I'm like, Dad, can you please stop working and just like spend more time with the family um, and just you know, relax. And he just won't. He's like, no, I'm going to live till I'm however age and I'm just going to die working. And I'm just like, dad, like, what the heck? But, you know, I've taken away my father's hard work and dedication qualities and his leadership characteristics. And I'm proud to call him my dad because of that. So like, yeah. Would you, would you say that like for the most part, it's kind of like a, he's sacrificing just like enjoying life and just like, we're not enjoying life altogether, but like, a lot of things you'd be like, oh, I'm going to go today, I'm going to just relax at home kind of thing, and he would just rather just work and kind of thing. He honestly says, like, we go on vacation, and my dad's like, I feel worse right now than when I do him at home and working. Like, so he, but when we're on vacation, he actually complains and says, like, he'd rather be working right now. And, you know, he'll complain about all the money that he's not making or something, like this and that. And then it makes me feel really bad because I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, my dad hates vacations, like, even though, like, he always wants to go on them, even though he doesn't like them that much because he wants to work. And it's just a lot on my dad, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, that fits in with the law of sacrifice, I mean, pretty well. I can see why you chose that as, yeah. you know, your prime law, because you went into it thinking of your dad, you know, as a great leader. And, right. you know, my first job, um, I got a job with a construction company renovating houses, and I'll tell you, like, laying drywall and stuff, at 68, that's rough. I mean, like, the guys I work with are 18 to 22, and that's rough on their backs. So, you know, a 68-year-old yeah. guy, I, I could see you wanting to emulate that. Um, and I think that's the, one of the most interesting things about being a good leader. You don't always need to, to be the most charismatic or the most talkative. You know, if, if you show your leader not through just words but through actions, you know, you, you sacrifice for people, they'll notice that. Like, I don't think your dad went into it thinking, I hope my kids praise me for how much I do, you know, but yeah. I, I think he, he definitely just, he just thought, you know, I'm, I'm going to do what I need to do to take care of them and wasn't looking for, for gratitude or, and wasn't looking for, um, for praise. And the fact that he got that, I think just shows how good of a leader he is. He, he demonstrates through actions and that's probably the most difficult thing. Anyone can say they know what uh, they have to do to be a good leader, but it's much harder to put it into practice and, um, you know, use actions, not words. Um, I think piggybacking off of Jessica, uh, the leader I know best is my father. My dad served in the Army for 22 and a half years, and he retired as a lieutenant colonel. And over the span of my life growing up, he shared numerous stories that have both built and broke him. And these experiences that he has passed on to me have built him into the leader that he is today. Through all that he has experienced and how he carries himself, I've learned to stay level-headed during difficult situations. Even in the most stressful of situations, I've hardly seen him lose his temper. Whenever I'm struggling with a class and I can't understand a concept, I take a breath and I think about why I'm here. The second thing I take from my dad falls under the law of process. My dad has always explained how important it is to fight for yourself in order to get what you want. Whether it be in school, in the workforce, or in the real world in general, he has told me to fight for what I want. He always has the initiative to go out and make the change for himself instead of waiting around. Um, but one, one thing, one, one leader I, I thought of while trying to think prior to this was that um, 
one leader I noticed uh, was David Cho. He's a one of the, one of the cadets, and um, I noticed that he kind of um, exemplified uh, the law of sacrifice. And um, it was because it was during one PT, um, he noticed that I was struggling a great deal on the morning that we had to do the sprints up the village hill and run back down. Um, I still struggle with that <laughs> a lot. Um, but he noticed that I was struggling a great deal and near the end where everyone was finished and waiting on me to finish up, he decided to fall back behind and run along with me and like make sure that I finish out. Like he didn't want me to stop, he wanted me to follow through. So I was like, I noticed that, um, that like, that was a lot of sacrifice to like have to sprint up a few more times with me, even though he already did it prior. Um, but yeah. That's so sweet. That's interesting because... Cho's not in your, um, he's not in your company, right? No, I think he is. Oh, I thought, I, okay, so then it must have been the morning where we were all doing it together because we had a run one morning and at the end, I, I got sick and I, I had to pull myself off to the side and, you know, I, I think it was all Bravo company. Um, yeah, so I remember when I got sick and, you know, I, at least I finished, but I mean, it was rough, and one cadet came over and was like, yo, you good, man? This is before I knew anybody. He's like, you good, man? You need anything? Like, just take a break, like, sit down. Like, that was Cho that came over. Mm -hmm. um, I think, you know, we all came here thinking of people who exemplify leadership. We didn't come with famous people or celebrities. Mm -hmm. we, we came with, with everyday people in our lives, you know. Our, people we our know parents. personally. Yeah, um, and show, like, and other cadets, you know. Uh, it doesn't take a lot to be a great leader you know the little things mm -hmm. as long as you do them like Cho coming over and helping out other cadets yeah. it clearly makes a big impact mm -hmm. and yeah I, I would agree I mean I think he's he's a great exemplar of a leader mm -hmm. anyone else got anything really important that, that's pressing they want to say or I think we've covered it pretty well I think we've hit it on the head yeah for the most part all right, that's all we have here for you all today I am Jessica Dean and I want to give a big thank you to my friends here David Morales <laughs> John Bonargo, CJ Craywick, and Michael Tillman, and everyone else for listening to the Mindful MS1's podcast today. We hope you all got something positive out of today's talk, and if you ever get the chance to read this book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by John C. Maxwell, please take it. Have a wonderful day and mindful day, listeners. Tune in next week, Wednesday, to hear more of the juicy Mindful MS1's podcast.